0: Greetings ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the You Can Do It Too podcast by Mamba and I am Mamadou Balde, I'm your host. The purpose of this podcast is to both showcase black excellence and increase awareness of the multitude of career possibilities out there for up and coming black professionals. This podcast will assist in breaking stigmas, barriers and helping black students believe that they are smart enough to be future doctors engineers, educators, and entrepreneurs. Ladies and gentlemen, I got the chance to bring in my brother today as a guest, EJ. Man, I met this brother freshman year in college at the University of Texas at Austin, and we instantly became close, right? He's an amazing guy. Today, He's a software engineer at Qualcomm all the way in San Diego, California. He got his electrical engineering degree from the University of Texas at Austin. A year ago. Please welcome him. How do you like working from home?
1: It's different. I mean, there's there's pros and cons, definitely. I feel like... In the future, we're gonna to move to some type of like hybrid thing that's gonna be, you know, some days you can work from home, some days you can come to the office, but I think coming to the office is good because it's like so much collaboration and things that go on. you to work with somebody like, I mean, I'm on calls like all day talking to people, but I mean, usually if I was in the office, I would just you know, walk over to their desk and talk to them. So it will just be a lot quicker if it was in the office, but now it's just like, you know, you have to call this person, call that person, you don't know if this person is available because you just do this in their house so it's different De- and then it's like the community too It's is it's, it's harder to have the community
0: wow definitely yeah i'm about to start also here uh houston working and i think we're gonna be working from home also it's gonna be very crazy how just to adapt and stuff like that getting people's help in the beginning
1: yeah, yeah I mean- uh, it's hard because I know people who have started at my company. They're just like starting completely like working from home. So it's like, you don't even meet the people that you're working with. You just, you know, you see them on the screen, but it's, it's it's different.
0: Definitely, bro. I knew you really loved California. I knew you were going to go there for work, but I didn't know you were in Silicon Valley with Calcom.
1: Yeah, San Diego, uh, Qualcomm. Yeah, man.
0: How is it? What, what does Qualcomm do? you like in the tech city.
1: Uh, Qualcomm, uh, so Qualcomm does a lot of different things. Qualcomm stands for quality communications. So really originally it was a communications company, uh, solely. So there Qualcomm was the people who really let the, like CDMA, all like the new phone uh, codec and algorithm stuff to having you know, a better voice calls and things of that sort. Well, we've kind of spread out now. So we have like camera division where we do like camera graphics processing. Uh AI stuff is like in all of our chips. Uh virtual Damn. reality, augmented reality. So it really spans like a big spectrum of things. But really what we'll focus on is uh those modem phone chips which will, you know, allow people to make calls and download data and stuff like
0: that. Yeah, you guys working for the next world. <laughs>
1: Yeah, man. <laughs> Something like, so
0: what does your job consist of there at Calcom right now? I know this is your second year, right? your
1: No, this is still my first year. I'm about to have my first year anniversary next month, so.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen you in a long time, so it's feels like already two years.
1: Yeah, man, it's been a while. But uh, yeah, so my job right now, so I've been on a couple of teams. So my first role was kind of on modem, what we call firmware, which is like software that's for hardware specifically so working on the modem chip trying to do different things in terms of downloading well uploading data i worked on the what's called the uplink team so it's like if you upload like a photo to instagram or something like that that's like i would work on how is that photo going to get uploaded so that's one part that i did and then the next part that i do now is more like simulation and testing So we wanna simulate different like 5G scenarios. I'm on a 5G team. So simulate like data rates, simulate like different things, like handover from a different cell tower to another cell tower. Uh, What happens if your phone loses connection? Uh, How does that get recovered? So just simulating and testing those scenarios is what I do mostly now. So it's uh, pretty interesting stuff. Like next level, 5G is a, I mean, we're
0: we're out here doing it, so it's crazy. Yeah, I saw a presentation for 5G, I think, last semester uh, in school. It it was amazing. Like The potential that they were discussing about, I was like, wow. Like If this is true, this is amazing. But you know, whenever somebody presents about tech, they're always trying to put some sauce in it to make it it look nice. Yeah, you got to
1: be careful sometimes.
0: Yeah. Have you ever been in Nigeria?
1: Yeah, so I go to Nigeria like every so often. So I think I've been a total of 3 times. The last time I went was freshman year, like the winter break of freshman year.
0: Yeah, so, yeah.
1: So yeah, it's always good to to go back and just see the people back home.
0: Wow. Do you did they tell you the story why how they came to the US or is it the same coming to get the education story?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, they told me the story, but it's kind of the same, you know, American dream story, you know, like, yeah, we, they see a better life that they can have in America. So my parents came when they, a little bit after they graduated. So my dad, he graduated what they call primary school or secondary yeah. school over there. Yeah. And he worked for a couple of years and then he was just like, you know, he wanted to come to America and have a, a better life, go to college, get education. So. I mean, it's crazy my dad showed me what he came to america with he just came to america with one small suitcase not even a suitcase yeah. <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a satchel like yeah, a
2: small
1: yeah. that's all he came to america with you know it's definitely
0: crazy. definitely sleeping sleeping from bed to bed in in uh family in uh relatives houses and stuff yeah so yeah I definitely mean, that's crazy i feel like i feel like definitely uh, Our our grandparents' generation did everything to bless our parents, to make sure that they have everything they can, hopefully to get them here, right? And Mm -hmm. them to come here, work as hard as they can to also give us a better life to go out there and really dominate. That's amazing. That's amazing. So you grew up here in in the United States with African parents. How did you balance the American culture you were learning from home and the African, the American culture you're learning at school and the African culture that were being instilled in you, cause I know they were making sure that you stay disciplined, you yeah. focus on what you're supposed to focus on.
1: Yeah, so that's a really interesting question. That's something that I still think about like to the day, like having that balance of being, you know, being Nigerian, but not being born in Nigeria, but growing up in America. So it's kind of, you know, interesting that balance. So, I mean, my parents, of course, raised me as if I was like an African kid, you know, they taught me, you know, the African words, you know, the rituals and things, that's things that we do, and that's a part of our culture. You know, you go to the school and then they tell you, you know, you you do this, this way, that way. So sometimes it's kind of like a mental, like, oh, you know, is this that way? Is this this way? But I think me dealing with it, I knew my parents were able to tell me and help me understand that, like, you know there's two different things that are, are coming at you right now. So, you know, you just have to take both of them and try to work with both of them and understand that, you know, this is your culture. You know, this is what we have done historically and this is how, you know, we're bringing you up. But you know, we're also in America. And, you know, some things that you know you do Nigeria you can't do in America. So definitely so understand and understand, you know, situationally how things work and how they do yes. that. So
0: so they let you free and uh, just let you have your hybrid. The hybrid culture take the good from both sides.
1: Yeah, take the good from both sides, but they really, I think they really still made that base like a good African base.
0: Still so. definitely. Mm-hmm. So talking about that, what were some systems that were put in place to keep you to keep you focused? Just uh, you need your you know your priority. I know you went to school high school here and you had. Uh, you had friends here in the United States, right? How do you keep focused, make sure that you stay on top of your classes, but you also perform like in sports, make your friend hang out with your friends and don't make them feel like you are better than them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, going back to my parents and just like uh, my base and my upbringing, I think my parents and my family did a couple, of, well, I mean, a lot of good things, but a couple of things, you know, they, they really instilled in me the importance of education You know, Mm -hmm. they really took education very seriously. And they always told me, you know, you gotta go out and do your best, you know. I mean, I always remember something my dad would tell me, you know, he said that you have to win by knockout, you know. Mm. You can't can't let it go to decision. You have to be clearly better than the next person. So Elaborate
0: on that. Elaborate on I don't think people get that. Elaborate on that.
1: Yeah, so like okay, let's say you have a boxing match, right? So when boxers box, right. You can win around in two ways, right? You can win around either going to decision or you can win around by just knocking the person out. So yeah. If you wanna if you don't beat the person up and you make it go to decision, then it's kinda iffy, you know. Yeah. You can have one judge can say, eh, you know, he was kinda good, or, you know, maybe not. Another judge, and eh, you know, maybe not. So there's a debate. But if you knock the person out, there's no debate.
0: There's no debate.
1: You're clearly on top.
0: Make sure you perform so well so nobody doubt that you are the champions.
1: Yeah, there's there's no doubt. So That's amazing. I would remember that in my mind. So that mentality just carried through me through, you know, high school, things of that size, so like, you know, even though, you know, I could be as good as everyone else, but I want to be the best. I wanted nobody to even dispute how smart I am or how good I am in sports or anything like that. But it's also, you know, not, like you said, being humble, not gloating, you know, Always Definitely. To extend out and help people that they need help. You know, it's like, oh, you know, you want to help me with this, help me with this math problem. Okay, i help you with this math problem. You know, you want to stay after exercise. You know, after workout with me, you know, get a couple more reps, say, you know, help, help me. Like, Definitely. Oh something like that. So, you know, you still do. So that's very important. Just like the mentality. I say that's the biggest thing. The mentality that my parents instilled into me, like, Work ethic, that mentality, and also the confidence that they say—you know—they always made sure for me to understand that you're not less than anybody.
0: Exactly who you are, they they make sure you know your identity, like who you are, and no doubt.
1: Yeah, you're you're not less than anybody. Anything anybody can do, you can do yourself. You know, they're human just like you. So definitely, keep that in mind too. Those are two. Those are some, I guess, the biggest thing for me. And then I guess kind of another thing is that. I had siblings, I have four older siblings, and they're significantly older than me. So growing up, I had to kind of grow up with them. But since they're older than me, the things that they were talking about were above my level. So I had to somewhat extend myself and kind of grow up faster to be able to talk to them and grow up with them. So,
0: Wow, maturity. That's maturity right there. And I feel like as far as the knowing who you are, that's definitely in the African culture, right? We have... Our parents instill that pride in us to make sure, like, know who you are. No matter what's going on, no matter what you want, don't lose your dignity to go to be somebody less than who you are. Remember Mm -hmm. who you are, no matter what. This podcast is about showcasing Black professionals who are doing excellent things. But what is the definition of Black excellence?
1: Taking what you
0: have and making the best of it.
2: Can achieve things when literally like the whole entire system is designed like in ways that are like is designed to exclude us. It
0: doesn't matter what you start out with, it matters where you go. And then when you go, you're not going just
1: for you. You're going to lead the way for some of these. It means excelling like at a high level while staying true to yourself and
2: true to yourself in your black. We still are able to, you know, just like go the extra mile or, you know, carry the extra weight that we need to carry just because of society and still achieve the things that we're able to achieve.
0: And paid it That's my definition of balance. What city did you go, what high school did you go to, in what city again?
1: Yeah, so I grew up in Houston, and so up until 10th grade, I went to school there. So I went to a school, Belair High School in Houston for okay. ninth grade, and then after that, my parents moved to, so kind of like a suburb, kind of like a rural part of Houston called Richmond, Texas. Okay. And so then after that, I went to a school called George Ranch High School, and that's where I graduated from.
0: Wow. Wow. So coming from Georgetown High School to UT Austin, I'm not sure about the percentages in George, uh, Town High School, but for UT Austin, there's 50,000 people about, right? And 8% African, black people, African and African Americans. You come in there, I think we came in there at the same time, right? We started mm-hmm. college at the same time. You were electrical engineering, I'm chemical engineering. What was the first, the most surprising thing you saw first when you came to UT? What's the first thing that shocked you? Like,
1: whoa. I guess for me, whoa, just like, I don't know the, I don't know the right way to put it, how like urban things are, how yeah. urban everything was and how competitive people were. Because like my, I mean, I grew up in the city, right? But then my high school, George Ranch High School, was kind of out like in the middle of nowhere almost. Like literally there was like cotton and cornfields around my high school. Like farmers,
2: farmers Whoa. and
1: ranchers and people, you know, in the class talking to me about their pigs and stuff. So we were just out there just in the country, but you know, Austin is so like dense. And so, you know, you can walk here, walk there. So that was different. And then in terms of competitiveness, like, you know, my high school, it was a new high school too. I was only the third graduating in class. So, I mean, it wasn't easy. You know we were competitive but there are some people from these high schools i went to you know, private high schools high schools that send like 40 people to ut every year that you know they're just studying all day every day to you know be wow. people you know very very uh cutthroat in a sense so i didn't uh i wasn't exposed to that in high school so something to get used to
0: that first class that first electrical engineering class i heard it's really a pain like
1: oh man yeah that- talk about crazy. that
0: experience how did you like cuz i know it, at ut right those classes usually is a cla- it's a without class they yeah. they try to make it so hard to get the best out of the best and make people give up electrical engineering and mm-hmm. go some do something else like talk about that experience how did you manage to just work hard and stay in there
1: yeah man i mean those classes are definitely without classes and Coming from, from high school, you know, there's a different way of thinking that you have to approach those classes. So, yeah. I mean, it's funny, all the averages for the test, I mean, at least in my year, for those, so there's two intro classes, all the mm-hmm. averages for, the tests, for all the tests. Wow. Yeah. So it was very difficult. But I think for me, getting through it was, I mean, a couple of things, you know, just, of course, being dedicated to your studies, trying to study with other people do to work and even what may be even more important was just confidence in yourself that's that's the biggest thing because when you're you know you're doing all this super hard stuff and you're like oh, man, i'm not sure if i'm understanding or not you know that confidence is important and you know i'll say one thing i remember for one of those classes um there was the first test i didn't do very good on I was, it was actually the lowest grade on the test i ever made in my life that first test i took so you can, you know, me coming to UT, you know, being all, you know, you know, look at me, I'm smart, and then having the worst grade ever made in my life on that first test, and you know, the thing is, like, I could have, you know, you know, they had to drop deadline, Q drop, whatever, I could have dropped the class, you know, like I made such a bad grade, but you know, I had a confidence in myself that I knew that if I worked hard, I can, you know, come back. Yeah, and it's funny because people who even did better than me on the class dropped out of the class and even dropped out of electrical engineering altogether. but me i just had that mindset and even eventually i didn't even make a c in the class i made a b plus in the class at the end
2: for making that
1: horrible grade the worst grade i ever made in my life still made a b plus in that class so just you have to have that belief in yourself really
0: bro that's major that's major because each of those classes have like three exams so Mm -hmm. you believe in like and and of course as the class goes, the harder the exams, but you just deciding that you're going to do everything you can to catch up and make the grade that you want. I think that's major. That, that requires a lot of uh, commitment and making sure instead of, oh, let me try to go to this party. I'll stay home and keep studying for this next exam, mm-hmm. right? That's definitely how it goes. So the United, So UT Austin, as I said earlier, has about 8% black students total, right in engineering the percentages are even less right Mm -hmm. i know electrical engineering has a little bit more uh usual black people than than uh, other engineering but as a black man did you face any intimidation and you are a very confident man i mean that's something we are taught at a young age by our parents but being in those classes where nobody really looked like you did you feel any imposter syndrome or intimidation initially did you feel like you had to prove that you were smart
1: uh i feel like so there's so i'll take a so so first part and just like my general feelings i'll say that in the classes themselves i didn't feel you know as you know pressured as intimidated because i guess just the nature of engineering is more like a objective thing so just like you know two plus two equals four whatever so in the class itself I didn't feel as pressured, but you can still feel just like you know you know how people just like look at you and you can see that they're what they're what they're, what they're feeling what they're looking you know, you know why is this guy in this class you know is he really Definitely. smart ever so you don't feel like it's not direct pressure but you can feel some indirect how people you know think in their hearts or something about you so you feel a little bit of a of a need to just, you know, make sure to do your best. So, you know, you don't give into the, you know, their thoughts about, you know, you being lesser than them because, you know, you're black or you 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 didn't go to a private school or whatever like them. And in terms of imposter syndrome, I feel like I didn't feel as much imposter syndrome for me personally. If it came in, it was more from just like not being completely, I guess, versed in whatever technical thing it was, like whatever coding language, just like, oh, do I really know this coding language, like the ins and outs of it as much as I think I do? So that was the part of the imposter syndrome there. And then I think, even broadly, um, going out from just being in the classes, I think more of where you see the, I guess, the, the, Pressure and things that kind of informal things like you know you go to a class uh review or something like that or you know you're just studying with some people you know outside of the class time that's where more of the the pressure comes in kind of more of the the microaggressions you know people saying you know a little yeah, something exactly. uh, that's not that's not really you know not really I'm not coming at you but you know just a little a yeah. little rub r- <laughs> against so it's like
0: L- yeah. how do how do you deal with that because I wanted to ask you in addition to that like what were some of how is your interactions with the professors? Because someone who want to do very good uh, in your classes like you, you're definitely going to go to office hours and going to try to talk to the professors. Like, And some of those professors have not seen people like you a lot, yeah. right? So it's like, man, how can I how can I help this young man without making him feel like, or they don't even know how to act around someone like you, right? Especially when you are so uh, willing to ask questions, right? how was that interaction with the professors and also uh how's the interaction with other students when you're trying to make groups and stuff like that how hard was it for you to make groups with other
1: students yeah so most of my interactions with my professors i feel like maybe because i'm I'm luckier but they were pretty positive i mean i never had uh problems myself going to a professor and asking them questions you know i just I had a question you know i knew that i wanted to get the answer so i just went said what i needed to say you know if they answer me you know that's good if they didn't answer me you know whatever maybe go to the ta but that's how i took it i just took it as you know i'm just going to get what i need to do and i'll get it done and in terms of uh making groups with you know other classmates uh, i didn't find that that bad i mean luckily for me when i came in there was a kind of like this Study session at the dorm that I used to go to. So there was a a good amount of people there that were just, you know, electrical engineering, just studying in general, you know, doing homework and stuff. So I had a base of people that I was able to study with from that original group that kind of carried me over for the first couple of years. And then, you know, as you break into more specifics, you know, then you have to kind of make new groups and stuff. But I feel like that part was pretty organic. You know, most of the time people, you know, didn't, you know, come at me or say anything like dumb about, you know, my race or anything like that. So I was pretty good on that side about making this and just being able to just get work done.
0: This podcast is about showcasing black professionals who are doing excellent things. But what is the
2: definition of black excellence?
0: Taking what you have and making the best of it
2: can achieve things when literally like the whole entire system is designed like in ways that are like is designed to exclude us.
0: It doesn't matter what you start out with, it matters where you go. And then when you go, you're not going just for you. You're going to lead the way
1: for some of It means excelling at a high level while staying true to yourself and true to yourself in your
2: black. We still are able to, you know, just like go the extra mile or, you know, carry the extra weight that we need to carry just because of society and still achieve the things that we're able to achieve.
0: And paid for That's my definition of value. You you graduated from a top notch electrical engineering program from the University of Texas at Austin and you took a job with Qualcomm in San San Francisco. San Francisco, California. Right? San Diego, San
1: Diego,
0: San Diego, San Diego, San Diego California. How was that uh how did you adapt? How hard was it to adapt to that job from a student to a professional?
1: Yeah, I'll say the the adaptation is it's not super hard, but it's different. So, cause for example, for me, like I had an internship at the company I work for right now. So kind of ease the way into the company, but internship and working, you know, I mean, internship is kind of to prepare you for working, but there's still two different things. Like when you're an internship, you know, you have projects and you know, you have work uh, things, whatever. But I feel like the difference is that it's not, like pressing like it's not like oh you know my job depends on this because there's an internship but, you know when you're working full-time it's like really the pedal to the metal it's like hey like you gotta do this or else you know you could get fired or else you know you could go be reported to your boss so
0: That's I feel something. like
1: the pressure is a lot higher and it's something something that at first I didn't even uh, expect because they were just coming at me and say hey you need to do this 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 is that and it's was like like hey like you really need to get this done like where it's like multiple like millions of dollars that are, like are riding on you and other people getting this done so definitely yeah so the adjustment was it wasn't a super easy one but as you i feel like as you just work through in general and kind of start understanding your priorities and understand that the life is different that's what you have to understand that you, you're not a student anymore like your priorities are going to be shifted and like you're routines are going to be shifted also. So I think if you understand that and just try to keep on learning, then you'll make your transition uh,
0: smoother. Amazing, amazing. Did you feel any extra, extra pressure, especially because of the color of your skin? Do you feel like you have to work twice as hard to just be accepted by your colleagues to make them feel like you can't handle your jobs or
1: yeah, the difference is pressure. I mean, you know, you're talking about, you know, UT being percent Black, you know, engineering uh, being less Black people. But as you go and you go to some of these top companies, even less Black people. Like on my mm-hmm. team, I was on a team of, I mean, the team is at different stages, right? Different levels. But on my nuclear team, I was the only Black person on the team. So it's just like, man, wow. like you feel like like you're the representation of of black people almost, even though it's not necessarily true, but like in your mind and probably in their minds, you know, what they see of you is what they're gonna be thinking of black people. So it's like, dang, like I gotta get out of here and uh, do what I need to do. I can't be like looking dumb. I gotta make sure like I do this project well. And it's like, there is added pressure to make sure you you do that. So I mean, yeah, so it's, It's something you have to deal with and understand not try to have uh not try to let it you know take over your mind but it's definitely there definitely
0: i i i I wanted to ask also like can you bring your whole self to work right because usually companies encourage people to bring like it's a community right and the diversity is amazing so they encourage people to bring uh, their whole self, who they are to work, to be candid and stuff like that. But as a black man, do you feel like you can bring your whole self to work?
1: I'll say yes. With like a, a caveat. <laughs> yes, I mean, Qualcomm is a, a company that you know, really encourages diversity and really takes that very uh, seriously. So I feel like I bring you know most of, if not most of myself to work every day. But it's also like, always gonna be some lack in, in understanding. So some things that you can't just uh, talk about or say, just not because it won't be accepted necessarily because people won't uh, understand that, that makes sense.
0: Definitely, definitely. I was talking to uh, one of my, actually Ken, you, you know him. And uh, he he was telling me how, first of all, the the disparity between the cultures, right? As a black man uh who grew up uh with nothing and had to work hard all your life to get to get where you wanna be and uh, the people that are in those offices right who who has their job because of relationship because of their boys and stuff like that it's kind of hard like to connect right even though you are yeah. an employee hard working the person in those offices is gonna be more willing to get that body that they know right. The mm-hmm. the one that look like them, the one that they go club, the uh, golfing with and stuff like yeah, that. All that, that uh-huh. Yeah, than the black men who who like playing basketball and stuff like that. So, yeah. how do you manage that? Do you have you thought about that? How do you uh, make sure that? M- maybe it's not you, but do you see that? What's your thought on that?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting question. I feel like that's uh, like kind of like the biggest thing I was talking about was like that caveat is like. Cause people, there's like a difference in understanding. It's like, you know, yeah. different cultures, there's Indian cultures I work, there's Chinese cultures, you know, just I'm black, so I bring my culture to work. So kind of how I kind of deal with that is kind of trying to be like understanding like kind of educating myself a little bit about their culture and about kind of how their mindset and how their approach would be to something that I may be doing. So it's just like, if they will like mistake this as being something that's not, then I can know to explain it and be like, okay, this is what this really is. So like, I know you may be thinking this is not like something it is, but this is how I would explain it to them in a way that they could understand better, coming from maybe understanding their view on it. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. So I want to talk about black excellence
0: It's actually not black excellence. It's actually excellence, right? but uh, I'm calling it Black Excellence because this podcast is about showcasing Black professionals who are doing excellent things. Mm -hmm. But you, as a young man, who've been working hard all your life, right? You've been hustling, and you had a dream of being an electrical engineer. You went to school and worked your butt off to to get that. And you are doing the right thing, that every right thing that you can do as much as possible. So you are living an excellent life, in my eyes. Like so many, you are doing excellent. And so you are the definition of black
1: excellence.
0: But there are so many definitions of black excellence. I wanted to know what was your own definition of black excellence?
1: Yeah, so for me, like you said, it's different definitions. Different, different definition. but for me, it means excelling at a high level while staying true to yourself and true to yourself in your blackness. Whatever your blackness is, you know, the different degrees of, of blackness, but whatever blackness that you were brought up in, not changing from that in your excellence.
0: Remaining true to your identity.
1: Yeah. While still being yeah. able to achieve at that high level. Because, like, I guess to uh, give some, like, a uh, ex- explanation, some more, like, you know, you can go and be, you know, CEO or whatever, but now you're just like changing who you are. And now you're just like, oh, you know, now you're going to go do this, talk to those people, you know not be genuine with how changing you're changing your
0: voice, walking yeah, changing your voice. <laughs> yeah
1: so at that point you just, you just you just uh imposter at that point not even imposter syndrome you're just an actual imposter at that point so De-
0: definitely definitely so my last question is about a mistake so i'm a great believer that there's no bad mistakes in this world yeah. right as long as you learn from your mistake you can be you, you you can learn from it and be a better man a better woman right mm-hmm what what has been your greatest mistake? Meaning that what mistake that gave you lessons to make you the best person you can be so far?
1: You know, I, I think about this question. So there's, I guess I could take this two ways, but the, the first thing that came to mind was just so kind of like a, a recurring mistake. And this is, for me, not being present in a moment. So it's not... I guess something that's just like super, like big, but it's important for me not being present in a moment because, like, I like to like you know plan and do stuff, you know, stay ahead of the curve, whatever. But there's things that are happening right now in the present that if you're not paying attention to, you can miss opportunities. Exactly. Yeah. So, for example, like college is like a, a important time to be present like in a moment because, you know, there's so many different people you can talk to, you know, opportunities that you could, you know, go and find businesses, you know, different relations that you can grow. So if you're not like, for example, present in that moment, there's a lot of different things that you just miss out on that you'll never get to, you know, get the opportunity to do again. And that applies to all stages of life and everything you're doing. Like just being able to uh, calm down and say, you know, what's happening right now and what can I get? From what's happening right now and how can I make the best of the situation right now so
0: I feel like that's even yeah I feel like that's even more proven now because of the COVID-19 situation right now I think it has for so many people to sit down and think about this because sometimes us young people we are so distracted by our visions we are yes we are working hard trying to get to place we want to be but it's all it's always good to just know where you are right now and enjoy the journey right enjoy the yeah. journey because at the end of the day when you reach there and you don't even remember how you got there i don't think it's gonna feel as good yeah. right right definitely bro bro thank you so much for your time yeah, i know no you are problem. busy and you, you've been grinding hard at home
1: but hey, you've been grinding too man
0: definitely thank you so much for your time bro I made the black queen's grace continually mesmerize the millions who couldn't see it when looking into her eyes and the black man's plight no longer be the disguise oppression, emasculation, they want to it. I just want to be me I just want to be free, I just want liberty equity and democracy, I just want to believe in the good of society I just want to believe that they ain't been lying to me, I want equality want no more poverty, I want people to tell you it's more black people in jail for committing crimes to blacks and whites are committed equally I want the corporate interests to crumble over on my feet i want them to stop selling your rights the powers that beat i want a third term for obama will never see no democrat no republican me i want unity i want the righteous voice speaking to my community don't listen to what they say and look at what they say to see i want you to know the truth but for that you will have to see all people are beautiful i bet you best know my people are beautiful